Social Ventures Australia brings you this podcast from the SVA Quarterly, the leading management publication for the social sector in Australia. I'm Karen Prout, editor of the SVA Quarterly, and I'm talking with Simon Fivell, director with SVA's consulting team. Simon is also chair of the Social Impact Measurement Network of Australia and co-chair of Social Value International. Simon has written an article for the SVA Quarterly about how social return on investment, or SROI, has evolved over the last 10 years. Simon, what do you see as the primary shift or evolution over this time? Thanks, Karen. The, the primary shift has been that we now think of SROI with respect to the social value principles. This is a principles-based methodology. And instead of thinking about SROI as an analytical tool, uh, a box where you put numbers into an outcome, another set of numbers, uh, very much about applying a set of principles uh, to account for social value. And so what this means is that over, over the course of uh, the last, last decade, uh, we've seen how the principles of social value, the seven principles, have been used in, in very different ways uh, across the globe uh, for different businesses, uh, social enterprises and, and non-profit organisations. So that's, that's been the primary shift. Great. And how, how has that shown up globally? So globally, over the last few years, um, particularly with Social Value International, uh, it being the sort of cornerstone of all of this thinking and work, it's, it's allowed for SVI to be involved in some really important projects uh, that are looking at how we can account for value. So, for example, uh, there's been some work with the World Business Council for Sustainable Development and also a project uh, called the Impact Management Project, uh, which has a lot to do with impact uh, investors looking at how to get a financial return as well as a, a social return and how we can incorporate impact management and uh, practices in what we are what we're trying to, to understand. Um, there's also been recently some more involvement with the United Nations and the OECD. And so I guess the important thing to recognise globally is that when we think of SROI, we can think about how the principles of social value, and in particular, making sure that we involve stakeholders, involve the people actually experiencing the change, um, rather than it being just driven by investors or businesses. And seeing how that thinking, that involvement can help us get uh, better accounts of what value has been created for, for society. And SEA Consulting has been um, involved in the use of SROI here in Australia over these last 10 years, what have you seen over this time? So in, in, in Australia, uh, what we've seen has been a shift from uh, organisations wanting to do SROI reports and moving much more to how can we use the principles and apply it to our practices. So, so back in the day when we first started uh, working on this, uh, 
SROI projects uh, were contained to largely social enterprises that we were working with, uh, and it was a snapshot at a point in time. It was the, you know, can we look ahead for a period or can we look back and make a statement about what uh, has changed or what will change and what is the value of those changes compared to the, the investment. Uh, what has shifted is that we at SCA are now not seeing uh, as many requests to do SROI reports. And when we are, it's based on a much more sophisticated understanding of what SROI is and the social value principles. Uh, we have found that often with uh, more complex, larger organisations, there may be an initial request to do an SROI report and when we sort of unpack that a little bit more, we begin to see that it's important to develop the systems uh, to be able to track outcomes over time and change the, the culture of an organisation uh, to be able to more manage to, to those outcomes. There's been much more of a management practice and management tools. I mean, one great example of that, Karen, is uh, with Waipanera, the funnel of Waipanera over in uh, New Zealand. And you know, initially we had a call from them, which was around, you know, heard about SROI, we want to be able to do, do that do an SROI report. But over a two-year period, being able to support them to understand what the changes they were gearing towards and wanted to do. For them, it was about being uh, whānau-centred, family-centred, and to subsequently build the right systems and the culture within the organisation to manage to those outcomes so that we could get to a point where we could do a social return on investment uh, analysis. I think that's that's some of the, the changes that have happened locally. We incorporate New Zealand as well. Um, I, I, I guess the other thing I want to highlight is just some of the sophistication that's coming through, particularly when it comes to uh, understanding, measuring and valuing those changes. And one of the things that we've noted is uh, when people are using the numbers um, and trying to understand those changes, it's a very rich story that we're trying to tell. And so the theory of change that comes through, particularly when it comes to a lot of the work that SVA Consulting has done with Indigenous organisations across the country, uh, there's, there's a really important intricate link between uh, country and culture and people. And being able to tell that story is central to SROI and subsequently being able to value those changes has been um, really important. And what, that, what, that, what that's meant uh, has been in some situations we've chosen not to value certain outcomes uh, because of the sensitivity of uh, detracting from other messages that may be front and centre for policymakers or, or the community and we'll be building that up over time. So I think there's a lot more sophistication in how people are using social return on investment, really actively thinking about what systems do we need to change to be able to account for value and use that information to make better decisions uh, to change programs and support investments. And what would you say to people who are sceptical as to the value of SROI? I think there's 
there's a few things I want to be able to tell people who are skeptical of the value. And I think part of it comes back to, dare I say, sort of pairing it back to the essentials. At the core of SROI are the seven principles, and that can be translated into a set of very simple questions about who changes, how do you know they've changed, what's the most important changes, is it all down to you, how to be proved it's changed. And that that is SROI. And if you're very clear about what you're trying to do, who it's for, then you can be then you can start to answer those questions. And I think that's, that's for those who are skeptical of SROI, my challenge would be what I've just described then is SROI. It's all about social value and how we can account for value. So can you answer those questions? If those questions are not important, I'm intrigued as an investor, as a manager, as a person who's receiving those services. For me, that cuts to the core of what matters for this whole area that we are working in, be it in business or across across the nonprofit sector or social enterprise sector. So my challenge would be, if that's not right, then what are the questions you want to answer? Guess some of the other things that come up uh, as well, Karen, in, in people who are, are skeptical of, um, of social return on investment is, is about the, the numbers mm. and the way that we value uh, outcomes and uh, an argument, I think a strong argument in favour of SROI is if you don't account for it, then it's forgotten or ignored. So it may not be precise, but it does help in understanding what's most important. And it comes back to the principle around valuing the things that matter. We may not have accurate um, market values for things like uh, sharing knowledge between older and younger people or uh, some of the well-being valuations. We're getting better at that and we've got much more sophisticated debates, but we don't have precise answers. But that shouldn't detract from trying to use that in helping inform what we, what we do and how we do it. So that would be my response to those who are sceptical. Finally, where do you envision SROI uh, will be in another decade's time. Another decade. Another I'll decade. I'll be a decade older. Um, <laughs> that's that's slightly scary. Um, in a decade, uh, so over the last decade, what we've seen with this framework is how it has adapted and evolved to be used in lots of different situations, so that we can better account for value and. I think it's going to continue in that same vein with people doing it. The more people who are able to apply this thinking in their work, and I'd argue that would relate to anyone who is listening to this, this podcast, anyone who's interested in creating a better society, a better Australia where there's less inequality, actively thinking about how to apply this thinking in the principles in their in their work. So if more people are able to do more stuff related to this, we're going to get more consistency in how we do um, accounts for value. And, and it may be that some of the things we look back on um, a decade ago now, so 20 years, um, looking back 20 years and go, oh, that seems a bit ridiculous to write a report in that structure or format. Perhaps it'll be that we evolve um, collectively in how we are uh, 
accounting for value and how we're sharing those messages over time. Uh, and, and this thinking and this type of approach should inform a whole raft of how we do manage uh, investments and how policymakers and investors can think about that over time. Great. Well, thank you, Simon, and encourage listeners to read the article, SROI, Evolution or Revolution. Related podcasts and articles can be found on the SVA Quarterly site, www.socialventures.com.au forward slash SVA hyphen quarterly forward slash.